We are recapping week 11 right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. What's going on? It is Sunday night. We are watching Steelers Chargers right now. Got a good one going there, but we're going to review everything we saw in the earlier action. I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard. Dave, Jonathan Taylor is really good. Give me 10 seconds on Jonathan Taylor. He is the Indianapolis offense. He's doing so well, in fact, that he's hurting everybody else in the offense. Pittman, Wentz, T.Y. Hilton, the tight ends, and their schedule is not going to be easy for them moving forward either. They are all, uh, you're not going to drop Pittman, but the rest of those guys are kind of droppable. Yep, and he almost scored as many points as Alvin Kamara did in Week 16 last year. I think he came two points short of Alvin Kamara. So let's talk about winners and losers. Who stood out as winners to you? In Fantasy Week 11. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was a big-time winner. First game back with Kansas City, was their lead running back, scored in a short yardage situation. I think that's a big plus. I think he'll eventually help that offense start to put up more points, too, just by making defenses realize they have to defend the run against Kansas City. I think Devontae Freeman was a big-time winner. He played almost 60% of the snaps, had a short yardage touchdown, had a bunch of catches in the game. It was really nice to see the Ravens reward him for all the good numbers that he had while Latavius was out and not just give it all back to Latavius Murray. It's those two moving forward. Murray still potentially could be like literally the goal line guy, but Freeman's the one that I think can step up and and be good. And how can I overlook Elijah Moore? My sweetheart from the summer (laughs) had another huge game from Joe Flacco. I am a little nervous about what it'll mean when Zach Wilson's back, but I think he's earned a role as as an every-down player for the Jets passing game. And the losers. You know, uh, before we get to the losers you gave, how about just Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes? Any concerns with those three? I think Russell Wilson's a loser. I think if you've got Russ on your fantasy team, you're going to want to have somebody else with him just to maybe balance off. And I'm nervous about Russ next week. Allen and Mahomes, look, in the case of Allen, I I think you just shrug it off. And Mahomes, four of his last five games, I think, have been pretty big duds for him. The Raiders game is the only one that stands out as one that's great. I still would like to think that he's startable, maybe just not with the crazy upside that you drafted him for. You had Deontay Foreman as a loser. Seven carries, 25 yards, one catch for 15 yards, and a stunning loss to the Texans. Dontrell Hilliard ended up playing a ton in the game. They were playing from behind. He was their hurry-up back and their passing downs back. And Adrian Peterson played more snaps than Deontay Foreman. I I can't explain why the teams do what they do, (laughs) but I can tell you that it's frustrating when it doesn't work out the way that we think it should. Let's talk about Dan Arnold. He was 66% rostered, 44% started. He did not have a catch. And that was after 60 to 68 yards in four of his Mm -hmm. last five games. And do you think he's droppable or would you wait another week and see what happens against the Atlanta Falcons next week? I I think against Atlanta, you can take a chance on Arnold if you've been streaming the tight end position and you don't want to go out. You don't see anybody on the waiver wire that you like. Arnold's in the conversation of someone you can continue to start, but... This was a bad sign. Look, TJ Hawkinson didn't have any catches last week. He came back this week, gave you 11 PPR points. Who's to say that Dan Arnold, well, I don't know about 11 from Dan Arnold, but maybe eight, nine from Dan Arnold. He could do that next week. Yeah, and Arnold had a bad game a few weeks ago. He had two catches for 27 yards against Miami. That was in week six. And I want to say two games in a row after that. He was in that 60 to 68 yard range. Maybe it was three games in a row. So Mm -hmm. he can bounce back. And right, and Hawkinson is a great example. You know, a lot of people are a little concerned about Michael Pittman. I I think they just see the raw target numbers. He had 15 in that one game, but 
He had a twenty. I think he had a twenty-five percent target share today, but that was only with twenty passes from Wentz. Uh, but right. they, they see the raw target numbers. You talked about Jonathan Taylor kind of hurting everyone else, but are you worried about Pittman, or is he still someone that you just go ahead and start? I think you look at him as a number three receiver, and I'm worried about the the overall raw target numbers because I'm worried about how much Carson Wentz is going to have to throw from game to game. And when he throws, he might dump it off to Jonathan Taylor. So there's there's a lot to be concerned about if you don't have Jonathan Taylor uh, from the Colts team. And you should be concerned about your fantasy team if you don't have Jonathan Taylor on it anyway. That guy's a machine. Number one overall pick. Get ready for him next year. All right. Early waiver wire look here. Elijah Moore is going to be the head of the class. Would you be interested, though, in a Jets running back if against Houston? If uh, the if Michael Carter's out, pardon me, would you be interested in a Jets running back? I would. Ty Johnson would be the guy. It's easier to get behind him in PPR than non-PPR. We've seen him with a decent floor in PPR leagues over the last month, month and a half. And I would imagine he would continue to keep that up for the Jets. There would be a split between him and Tevin Coleman. And Coleman seems best suited to work at the goal line. But he he reminds me a lot of Adrian Peterson. There's not a lot of juice to his game. I think Ty Johnson can give you a little bit more. That's if Michael Carter is out for the matchup. That is going to do it for Fantasy Football Today in 5. Thanks so much for watching and listening, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow with a Monday Night Football recap.